everyone and welcome to another episode of Mental Mixology. Today we are talking about friendships and mental health and I have two of my really close friends. Honestly, I want to say best friends, but I always think of that video of like, I know I'm your best friend and that's good for you. That's why I always say <laughs> <My> best TikTok. <laughs> But these are two of my best friends, uh, Annie and Jessica. Annie is new to the podcast. Jessica, you've heard her on here. I think this is her third time on. But I couldn't think of two people better to accompany me for this conversation. So we probably should have discussed who is introducing themselves first, but I'll let you guys fight it out now. Who wants to take the microphone? All right, I'll go to get it over with. Um, (laughs) um, Hi, guys. I'm Annie. Um, I met Alex when I was, what, how old were you? Like, sophomores? I was gonna say, I mean, okay, it, we started, like, our friendship started, like, junior year. We knew each other probably, yeah, like, freshman, sophomore year. Yeah, and then I played soccer with Jessica when I was seven, eight years old, uh, but didn't really know Jessica until we were older, like, 10. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I went to high school with them at Smith Cotton and then I graduated and I went to Indiana University and now I live in Chicago and I work as a tax accountant. She's a smart one of the friend group. Yeah, she makes us look dumb. Yep. Old Einstein over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that leaves me. So I'm Jess. Um, I have known Alex since high school. Um, there's a very funny story of how we met and how we became friends um, as close as we are now. And then, like Annie said, we've known each other for most of our lives. Um, I live in Texas now um, and I work with dogs. So fun stuff. <laughs> a lot cooler than Texas. <laughs> yeah. Dogs, taxes. I mean, you know, I, it's I babysit grown men all day. So honestly, I think I fall in the middle. It's even yeah. better honestly yeah, the worst of the jobs <laughs> yeah seriously i still take that over taxes though quite frankly yeah taxes bro i don't know how you do it annie <laughs> don't have to babysit I, men i give it. you credit <laughs> dang i need to start going to you for my taxes too do you do that no i do like corporation taxes oh so like I sold, you know i not sell a, like big I sold shit, you know? turbo tax my own tax return <laughs> <laughs> so i can walk you help us <laughs> No. Well, I wanted to get Annie and Jess on here, too, because the dynamic of our relationship now, I think, is something that's not really typical. But another thing that's not really typical is when I first met Annie and Jess, as I was kind of inquiring, not inquiring, kind of dabbling in when Annie started talking was the three of us. Okay, I take that back. Annie and Jess did not like me and I did not like Annie and Jess when we first met. And the crazy thing about it is out of all the people I've been friends with in my life, you know, they are people that I didn't, you know, spend my whole life knowing. I didn't grow up with them when I was a kid. I knew them right before I graduated high school. And to this day, we're still connected. We're still really close. Like I said, our friend dynamic's different, but it started with a hatred and turned into friendship. So uh, I'm going to slightly expose you guys and put you on the spot. But I'm curious, what what was the real reason for you guys not liking me? Because to be honest with you, I didn't like you guys when we first met because I know you guys, I knew you guys didn't like me. So I'm like, oh, shoot, like, okay, you don't like me. I don't like you. So I, I am curious because I don't think we've ever actually talked about it. 
you know yeah, when I like saw yeah when I saw that question I was like trying to think back I was like okay like actually what was the reason and it's like a really like I feel like this is just an exposing question because it was like I didn't know you at all but like the people I was friends with didn't like you that much at the time so I was like all right like fuck this bitch I guess like <laughs> it, it's such a dumb reason looking back at it now like the reasons like we didn't like you and that's like basically it like and I think to even break it down more is like you before coming to Smith Cotton went to a private school and there was in you know if you're know anything about Sedalia there's one private school and one public school and like there's this thing that was always growing up that like the private school if you went there like you were this bougie kid like spoiled like rich kid and you didn't like fuck with the public school kids and so like public school kids didn't fuck with the private school kids so when you guys came over to Smith Cotton I just remember the first day that you were touring and like I didn't know you and I'd never met you heard nothing about you only that you went to the private school and so yeah it was just like fuck her man like she thinks she's better than us and now she needs to come to the public school so dude yeah, I caught all the bad dumb. vibes too when I toured because that was the thing I could I didn't really preface that so I when I moved to Missouri my parents because of where my dad worked everybody just sent their kid to Sacred Heart so I honestly we didn't even tour Smith Cotton like my parents were just like oh Sacred Heart there and that was kind of the unfortunate thing was I didn't really get a say in it. And I'm not going to knock Sacred Heart. I met some really great people there. Um, but that, like just said, there was like a beef between the private school and the public school. So when I realized the private school life was not for me in junior year, transferred to public school, I, I seriously remember touring and people, I honestly want to say it was like a group of like, I don't know if you guys were in the group of people, but I remember we walking were. to a class and just this group of girls gate mean mug the hell out of me. I was so uncomfortable. I'm walking down the hall and I'm like, I might get bullied severely if I transfer school. <laughs> no, and it really was like that, though, because like our friend group being in high school, you know, like the drama that you just a part of that it's like you create that you don't even like, I guess mean to, but you do in a way. But like looking back at it now, like that was 100% us. Like, we talked about it in our little friend group before, you you know, you, I guess, became friends with us. Mm -hmm. That, like, we were not going to fuck with you. Like, we were, we didn't like you. We weren't going to be friends with you. And then, yeah, it was just, like, everything changed. But the whole plan, yeah, we were not fucking with you at all. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah, because it wasn't that we, like, we didn't know you to like not like you right like yeah so like we had nothing no like basis of being like this is why I don't like her but it was just like hey I also don't think I really cared enough to like as bad as that sounds to no, like yeah. get to know you either at, you know at the time because uh -huh. it was like well like what you know what's the point well, everybody that's the thing everybody disliked me all the friends that you hung out with and I feel like that's such a typical like girl especially when you're in high school you know you have your clique of people in the overall opinion of the clique is what you roll with. So I think yeah. that's what it was, was you guys didn't like me. And like you said, we knew nothing about each other, but there was this animosity towards each other. And then the funny thing was, like, junior year when I transferred, I don't even know how we all started hanging out. To be honest, I think it was the fact that you guys were friends with Ava and I was friends with Ava. So I, I transferred over to the public school with 
a, a girl I had gone to the private school with. Because I think she was friends with some of the people in your group. And that was kind yeah. of how I kind of made my way in and like at least we're a part of the little hangouts that you guys were at and then I think just from there we realized that we had the same crackhead energy so we're like dang we've been missing out (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly I I do not remember the first time we hung out I think you're right though it was just like we still hung around the same people so like it was gonna be we were gonna be around each other Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I, like, was trying to think back so hard, and I just, like, can't remember. I just, like, don't remember anything from high school, really. Like, so was much so of it was a bore. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't remember, like, A, the reason why, and then B, like, when it switched. Like, I don't remember. It just, like, yeah. it just kind of feels like we were always friends, but I know that we weren't. Yeah. But it just kind of feels like that. <laughs> Well, and that's the cool thing now is, so, you know, we graduated high school. We all went to the same high school. Uh, Jess stayed local because we actually, me and Jessica were roommates our last year of college. But little old Annie flew the coop and went to Indiana for school, which it was cool because we got to go up there and see her. I think, like, I went twice. Jess, you went once when we got, like, the group. Mm -hmm. But now it's really cool because this is why I say it's kind of different, but Jessica lives in Texas, Annie lives in Chicago now, and I talk to Jess probably more than I talk to Annie, but we do not regularly talk, the three of us. We're the kinds of friends that, you know, we're busy, we're hustling, we're doing our own things. Randomly, we'll send a random message, check in, which we do on holidays and birthdays, always say something, but the best thing about it is we don't have to talk all the time, but when we do, it just picks up right where it left off you know it's not this oh why haven't you talked to me in forever it's like oh hey what's up you're still alive like how's it going (laughs) I don't know like it it works for me but I know a lot of people can't really have friendships like that because they almost feel that it's like I don't know one-sided or someone's not trying to put an effort towards the friendship where I mean I understand I'm busy y'all are busy which what's your perspective on our friendship do you think we need to get better or do you guys like I don't know (laughs) I would love to talk to you guys more, but then at the same time, it's like, I know, like, I really appreciate our friendship just because we are all so busy. And when we do catch up, it's like no time has like skipped. Like we can just like pick right up where we left off and it's not awkward. Like I don't hold it against you guys. I don't feel like you guys hold it against me. Like it's not like some awkward thing where it's like, oh, it's been too long. I'm afraid to reach out. Like what if they're mad at me? You know, it's like, it's yeah like really fluid friendship yeah I definitely have to agree you know I yeah I wish I got to talk to you guys more and definitely see you guys more but I'm very content with I think the friends that I have in my life and it took a while for me to be comfortable with not talking to my closest friends all the time but now like I'm busy I know you guys are busy like if I needed you guys at the end of the day I know that I could pick up the phone and call and both of you would answer and I would hope that you know you'd feel the same way about me because I'd do it in a heartbeat and I think that's what matters though is just the fact that like we know we're busy but at the end of the day if like any of us needed something as soon as we call we're there for each other and to be quite honest I think my favorite part about the fact that we have the kind of friendship we do every single time we physically get together and hang out 
I probably at least twice I end up laughing so hard I'm like in tears and my sides <laughs> hurt like it's just like it's good it's positive we're not the kinds of friends where we're gossiping and talking shit I mean it is kind of sprinkled Who in there a little bit that? you know but <laughs> yeah. it's just it's just positive energy throughout our friendship we're always joking around we're a little too mean to each other but I feel like if we weren't mean to each other something would be off but oh, we just we have a good dynamic I like ours too yeah I like I said I wish I got to talk to you guys and see you more but I do appreciate the time that we do talk and it's like when we do talk we have so much to catch up on so it's never like awkward conversations or not yeah like not laughing or joking around so, so like out that. of curiosity, though, so that is one thing, though, you know, we're blessed to all still be together, you know, with friendship. I personally have grown apart from a decent amount of people that I used to be friends with, and you guys could probably say the same. Um, I kind of just want to go over things that might allow you to grow apart from your friends, just because it is common. And there doesn't have to be some big falling out to not talk to someone because honestly, like I've just lost touch with people. We really don't make an effort to stay in touch. But I think one of the things I believe allows people to grow apart is just being at different points of their life with each other because we're at that age. We're all 24. So, you know, some of us are getting married. Some of us have kids. Some of us don't even know what they're doing yet and some I think- of us <laughs> <laughs> luckily Who's okay because it's not me <laughs> not uh, not i well you know it can't be me <laughs> so it's down to you too <laughs> it's down to the yeah i was gonna say the lesbian's probably not the pregnant one yet <laughs> no you can count me out on that one <laughs> but that's the thing because i was just thinking about it um to- i have a friend tori who just had a baby And she's one of my friends that lives close to me. And that's one thing I thought about was like, shoot, if I ask her to hang out, she's got to get a babysitter. Like, I can't just ask her on the fly to go do something anymore. Like, we actually have to plan this out. And that's the thing is, I know a lot of people that I would talk to have children now or married. So it's not like how we were younger. And like I said, you can just spur the moment, go hang out with your friends or go do something. So I think that does contribute to it because it's harder to physically hang out and be present with people if you have different things going on in your lives. I don't know if you guys would agree with that or not. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, because we all like the three of us, we all have very like different things going on in our lives. But we're also all like working towards something. So it's like the same. You know what I mean? Like we're not. So I feel like that's why it's easier for us to like go times without talking Mm -hmm. and then like pick right back up where we left off because like we're all busy Mm -hmm. um, and we're all like doing stuff. And and so then it's not like, well, like I've been waiting for you to call me and like you haven't had time to call. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that makes it easier. No, exactly. I honestly I totally agree because like you said, we're all hustling towards something we all have our own end goals of what's at the end of the hustle but like you said we understand because we all have the goals that we're working towards it's not like we've settled down and we're just kind of at that point yet yeah and not saying that like if oh sorry go ahead just no I was gonna say like neither one of us like none of us have kids but at the end of the day like I know you guys are still building your career and I would feel like a shit friend if I got mad at you guys for trying to chase your dreams just because like I want to talk to you more so like Mm -hmm. I will support you 
you know, from a distance, but still be there. But, you know, like I said, if you need me, you know, I'm always there. Yeah, for sure. I, I would say I think it's not an issue, but I think we could as friends get better about talking more often. Like Annie said, you know, we we talk a decent amount. It's not like we don't, but it would. I mean, I think we'd all agree if we had more time in our schedules to talk more, it'd be nicer. But that lack yeah. of communication, I think, is a really big killer of friendships, too, because when you're not on the same wavelength, people take it personally because I've had friends where. I got busy. They didn't have the same lifestyle. And I hate to say this, but, you know, when mommy and daddy pay for all your stuff and you're not someone where mommy and daddy pays for all your stuff and you have to work all the time, like that was something in college. I had friends who we didn't go to the same school, but they didn't have a job. They could go to college and have fun, which I ain't mad about that. If you have that, live your best life. That is amazing. But I didn't have the same fortune. And so when I had to work all the time and I couldn't hang out as much as they wanted, it was almost like they took it personally. Like, I didn't want to hang out, which like, yeah, obviously I want to hang out with my friends who doesn't want to hang out with their friends. But at the end of the day, I could have probably prioritized better, but I didn't. And that's the thing is when people take that personally and you don't communicate that with people, like I said, being on the different wavelengths makes it harder and people take it personally and I think that can nip a friendship in the bud, to be honest. Definitely. But that's, I mean, people really need to show other people grace, right? Like, because even if you have like an hour or two at the end of the day, like if you've been doing something all day, like when I get off of work, like I don't just like immediately like pick up the phone and start like calling people because it's like we've been talking to people all day. Like I just kind of want to like sit in silence or like just relax you know and and yeah like talking to people like when you're you know catching up with people not that that's like work but it can be even like more you know if you're already tired that can make you more tired and so it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like as a friend you should understand that like if they're really your friend then they'll you know like I don't know I feel like you should be more gracious and not so like oh well you don't care about me because Mm -hmm. you didn't call me Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, I totally agree with that because like you said, I mean, I'm a recruiter, so I'm literally on the phone with people all day and I'd love to call Annie or Jess and talk, but you have to still make yourself a priority. And that's the thing. It's nice to be able to be there for your friends, but if you can't have that time where you decompress, you're not really going to be that good of a friend because then you're going to start mentally getting worn down. And, you know, it's just... I don't think I can have genuine conversation with people when I'm tired too. And I notice that because my, okay, we don't really call each other all that much, but my grandparents, for instance, I always feel like I need to call them regularly and I'll do that after work is I'll like force a phone call even when I'm tired, but I'm like, I want to know them to know I'm thinking about them, but I'll talk to my nanny and I'll hang up and I'm like, I feel like she got the vibes I was not wanting to talk to her the whole time. And that's something I try to avoid, especially with my friends, since we don't talk that much. I don't want to have a conversation with you and be tired and half ass the conversation to the point where you're like, damn, she did not seem like she wanted to talk to me at all, you know? For yeah, sure. I think I- for us, it was like a good balance, though, because I know like with me and you, Alex, like since living together, we had to have like that conversation of like, okay, if something seems off, like I'm just tired. And 
for me, I got to experience that with you on like your, some of your friends, like kind of taking it personal. Cause like I lived with you. So I got to experience like you were working two jobs. You were going to school full time. Like you didn't have the benefits of some that some other college kids have of being, you know, parents paying for stuff. So I kind of got to see that firsthand with you of like how that affects a friendship. And mm -hmm. it kind of helped me. It was like, I need to have that conversation with the friends that I care about that. I mm -hmm. don't want to lose that. Hey, I'm just busy sometimes, but I do still want to talk to you and I still want to be friends with you and like nothing's wrong, you know? Yeah. Which I think that honestly, that now that you say that I fell flat or fell short on doing that, because I could have had that conversation and I didn't, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm busy. I have to work. But as just said, if I re you live and you learn. But, you know, if you are in that situation, it is super beneficial to allow someone to understand where you're coming from or why you're acting the way you are. And I should have had that like conversation of, hey, don't take this personally. I have to pay my school bill at the end of the month and I really need to make money this weekend, you know, because when you tell someone or give someone perspective so they can stand in your shoes, it's easier for them to understand and they don't get as offended thinking that you don't care about them anymore. You don't want to be their friend anymore. Yeah. Well, I think it was also easier for me and you because we lived together. hundred percent. I could go see you at work, you know, up at the bar and hang out with you and still like see you when you get back home. So like we could have those conversations that I think almost should be in person because they are so important for a friendship. Like we were able to have those. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, like, and you can't take it personally because Annie, I'll even admit on here you're 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 a tax woman you know how hard tax I don't know if anybody understands like in, when I went to college and I had to do like the tax portion of business I was like I was about to pay somebody to go to class for me that shit was not fun and that was something I had to get an understanding of was knowing how busy her life was because you know you reach out timings off you text somebody like three days later they text you back and I do that all the time, but that's the thing. Even when I was in that position, like with Annie being busy, I'd be like, shit, does she like hate me now? And no, she doesn't fucking hate me, but she's busy grinding, you know? And even as someone who's doing it to other people, you can still feel the way other people are feeling, if that makes sense. I don't know if I said that a good way. Yeah, no, and I, I felt bad because when we were texting last week and you're like, call me if you have a free night. I like literally right now, like I don't because I'm like studying for my CPA exam so it's like when I'm not working I'm studying and it's like my test is in like two weeks so I'm like starting to panic and it's like it's not in any way that like I don't want to talk to you or like catch up mm -hmm. but then at the same time I'm like well she'll understand like you know I'm not like yeah like it's nice to not have to like be anxious like mm -hmm. oh I'm anxious about this and then I'm also anxious that like my friend's gonna be mad at me because I didn't yeah. call her you know I That's honestly forgot about that so you <laughs> we're good <laughs> See, that's and that's why we're friends <laughs> that's why it works so well um but I think that also goes because I think another thing that kind of goes with lack of communication is I don't know if you guys have ever been in the instance where you think you have a friendship with someone let me just kind of play out the scenario you have a friendship with someone and 
they they seem to have some animosity towards you and you don't really know why but you think like maybe they don't really fuck with me so you like back off because I'm that kind of person I don't really address things like if I catch a vibe that maybe someone doesn't want to talk to me or hang out with me I just kind of leave it alone don't touch it unless they reach out but then there's no animosity come to find out at the end of the day and now like we don't talk we're not friends because it was just never communicated and I've actually had that happen with one person and then we talk it's like oh I thought you hated me it's like oh no we're cool we're good kind of actually like how we became friends and then you know you realize that if a conversation would have been had then there would have been an understanding but I think it's just easy now for people to go ghost let's just say that the going ghost thing is really easy just backing off not having a conversation I don't know if you guys have like experienced that or like dealt with that at all. Yeah, I I think it like I mean that definitely is really easy. Kind of earlier and this is not to like segue off this, but I I feel like it's okay to also let friendships die if that makes sense like mm-hmm. because if you're going to have like a I mean I guess depends on like the kind of friendship like if I'm talking like someone who's my actual friend like you guys like you know stuff about me like I'd come to you to confide about like important things in my life that takes work you know like even though we were just saying that like we never talk but like to get to the point that we are now like that took work and like building Mm. that friendship and you can't be like that close with everyone in your life like you don't have literally like even if you had nothing to do like you wouldn't have time to make that yeah. good of friendships with everyone that you come into contact with so I think like I think it's okay to like not like if you're not super close to someone to, to be okay with like kind of hitting the ghost which might be like a bad thing to say I but... don't think I I see your point because like you said it's kind of the saying when people tell you it's better which nobody come at me for this but it's better to have like three really close friends versus like 15 like okay friends because that's the thing too is i mean what when you're down and out you're gonna hit up 15 people like hey i need someone to talk to i mean i i I make sense of what you're saying i don't know just you you feel the same way yeah i definitely feel the same way i mean i'm very confident in the friends that i have now which are you two and my sister, you know, that's the very few people in my life that I consider true friends. And I don't know, for me, I wouldn't want all the friends either because like back in high school, we experienced that. Like we all had like a very large friend group. And for me, like I'm friends with, let's say out of the 15 that we hung out with, I'm friends with like three of you guys still. Mm-hmm. And like Annie said, like, I know that if we don't talk, I know that you guys aren't mad at me and I wouldn't be mad at you. And if there was a problem, like we're all on the same page that like we would reach out. Like you two are not a friendship that I would just let die out. Mm -hmm. But I have my other, you know, friends back in high school, back in college, even before I moved, which was, you know, a year and a half ago. I don't talk to anybody, but I'm okay with that because I think even back in high school, I knew when I got older, some of these friends weren't going to be my friends when I got older. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to end on like a bad note either. Like it can just be like we just drifted apart and like I don't dislike you, but like I wouldn't like I don't consider you like not a friend, but I don't also consider you like a good friend. And I, you know, that's. any like or I guess like ghost or whatever any of my old friends like in a bad way like I have no ill feelings towards anyone that was in our old you know friend group like I wish the best I still you know try to keep up with a lot of them that you know we played soccer with and grew up with and I try to keep up with them but by no means am I like needing their friendship or like I guess wanting it if that sounds bad like Mm -hmm. I am very content with the people that I have in my life right now well and let's be honest Annie I don't know if you can figure any math here this is like just a stupid on the spot thing but okay you have a group of like 15 people out of those 15 people I mean what's the percentage I (laughs) we're really testing you right now that's what I'm saying. This I don't even know if she can bring script. math out of this. Ma'am, I actually use not Excel all day. <laughs> Put this in a spreadsheet for me. All right, I got you. <laughs> but out of, like, like just said, let's take our high school friend group. The gr- group we, like, all hung out with, and I would say, I'm, I'm taking this from junior year, because we hung out with a lot of people a grade older than us, and that was really our friend group was kind of like a mix between the two. I mean, kind, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say that. I was yeah. gonna say, I would say that just because I think of that, uh, going that big get together before they went out to college, before we went to the fair, and it was just an absolute shit show. Like that's when I think of our friend group, I think of that whole mix of people. But the thing is, is like out of that whole group, the percentage that you are going to be super close with everybody in that friend group is extremely low. Like, yeah, well, it'd be about like twenty percent if it's like you just take. <laughs> Okay. Really getting Annie? technical here. Okay, really and the thing is, I can't here. fact check it. Fact check it. She could just bullshit us right now, and I'd be like, one hundred and seventy-five percent. Dude, I'm believing her. I wouldn't know. Me too. I'm convinced. I work with dogs. <laughs> You're probably so much happier than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so tw- there's a so. A- as Annie said, there's a 20% chance that you are going to be friends. Wait, I, I may have said that wrong. Whatever. Okay, there is not a very high chance. There's a very low likelihood with numbers. Yeah, this is why Annie, yeah, this is why Annie's friendship is important. And I honestly, yeah, <laughs> she keeps me smart. <laughs> but the chance of yeah. you being super close with everybody in that front group is super super low and that kind of brings me to the next point i want to talk about because you know i think when you have a large group of friends which i would say we saw this but in the big group of friends it kind of breaks out into little mini groups of people who hang out more regularly and we all ooh, i would say between the three of us we have like tori like there's a group of us where we would stay pretty close but I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this but one friendship I was in when I went to the private school I was friends with these two girls and it was like the three of us and I felt like the third wheel like you know like when you're with two of your friends that are dating and you're the third wheel I felt like a friendship third wheel because these two people had known each other since birth and like I said we were all part of like the little friend group but since they had known each other since birth, like I had no, I had no wiggle room in, you know. So when we hung out, they were super close, which we were all close. But I just always felt left out. 
you know, I would never be that other person that had known them forever. And that it sucks because that's the thing is it almost makes you feel like you need like that other person or you need a friend that you're as close with. So, you know, when we all started hanging out, like we said, you guys have known each other forever. I kind of came in late to the game, but there is no segregation of like a third wheel, fourth wheel, the way we all hang out. I mean, everybody's included. We're all together, but it sucks because some situations when you're, where you're in friendships, I, I don't know. Like I said, you get that third wheel energy and it makes you feel like you're really not a part of the friend group because it's like the, the secret jokes and you're the one person that doesn't know the inside joke. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. I think our friend group back in high school definitely had those, you know, definitely yeah. now, yeah. like, you know, when we all get together, I don't think it's like that, you know, at all. I think we're all included, but I would say back in high school for sure. Were like you ever yeah. on the like third, like the third person out uh, end of it? Just out of I think it would depend. And like Annie, you could probably I I don't know if you're thinking of the same two people I am. I'm sure you are. But like if you hung out with, if you chose to hung to hang out with two specific people in our friend group, then yes, you were always the third wheel. Yep. Um. Sometimes, like, others, not as much. But, it yeah, it kind of just de- depends on, like, who you were with. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, uh, like, in the same time, like, we've probably been that way to other people, you know? Because it's, it's, like, normal, like, in a friend group that's, like, fairly large that, like, people are going to be, yeah, like you said, closer than others. And so i mean and there's also like thinking back to them like there would have been people that i wouldn't have hung out with if it was just like Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't have scheduled something if it was just the two of us you know like and there's like people like that today where it's like in a group setting like love hanging out with them but i wouldn't have like a you know one-on-one hangout yeah um which like is but that's i think just speaks to like the closeness of the friendship right like yeah um, and you can't be like realistically you can't be best friends with 15 people well and you have to always remain like positive about it and you can't just be like that debbie downer like oh i'm left out and i'll honestly make a a point in this that actually happened to me recently so one of our friends her like grandparents have a lake house and she always invites like a group of people out there (laughs) (laughs) and um you know, name drop thing. that bitch. Yeah. Tori Webb. Tori <laughs> Webb. The Webb Tori. Lake House. Yeah. Tori yeah. Webb, a magnificent, crazy human being that we, the three of us, just adore. Shout <laughs> out Tori. Love you. Yeah. Love honestly, me. we should have hoe this morning on Snapchat. She, wait, say that again. I said you love me. She said you're a hoe. It's like okay. <laughs> Honestly, you know I would have had her on. Saying she loves you. Though. She loves me so much. She's just yeah. shy. Exactly. That, that's definitely Tori's way of saying she loves you. If I wasn't worried about all the interrupting, I would have had her on here. But four people on a podcast, I got a little anxious. So one of these days, Tori Webb, well, she she won't even be on one. Honestly, she's like, I'm not good at talking. I'm gonna get Tori to make her debut on here one Dude, of these days. It's a good thing you didn't have her on here because we would have shown 
made the example of like being mean to your friends. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if putting Tori on here with us is the best idea. People are going to cancel us for bullying. <laughs> no, that's that's the honest truth though. Between the four of us, our like little group of friends, like I mentioned, if we were being nice to each other within our friend group, we'd be like, what's your deal? Because right. the constant vibe is just us roasting the hell out of each other on a con. Like, that's the thing. I won't see Annie for months. And the first <laughs> thing she says is, hey, what's up, ugly? It's like, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> but anyways, so Tori invites a bunch of people to her lake house like once a summer. And since Annie and Jess don't live in state anymore, they get the invite. And I try so hard to convince them to come but we haven't yet made that happen but the thing is that is okay this year for example so i ended up going to the lake and when i saw the group text i didn't like i didn't have any of the numbers on my phone except for one scaries (laughs) yeah i got the scaries i'm like am i gonna go drink at the lake with all these people i don't know and i part of me wanted to be that bitch to be like can everybody state their name so i can see who's who but you know and so that was the thing so i knew tori i really didn't know anybody else and then the only other person i knew was my other friend tori who was like seven months pregnant so she i don't know i'm not someone i guess who condones and activities that pregnant ladies should probably do so there is that so i i was on my wave of fun kind of on my own and that's the thing is both of the tories that went they knew everybody there and i was the only person who didn't really know everybody and let's also mention everybody there were teachers and a few like nurses so they all knew each other because of profession too and then there's Alex. Nobody really knows what I do. Nobody really knows who I am. I'm just kind of there. And that was the thing was, even though I didn't know anybody, you know, everybody was super nice. I never felt like excluded. And obviously people throughout the weekend kind of go off in their groups and chit chat. But that's the thing. I wasn't that person like, oh, this sucks. Nobody's taught. You know, like I wasn't hostile to the environment or the group of people I was with. Because like you said, they're all new to me. Like, I'm understanding the situation. I'm there to have a good time. Everybody was nice to me. There were moments where, to be honest, I'm happy that I am a very independent-ass woman. But I just, you know, when everybody kind of grouped off, I'd go on a little walk by myself or I'd go kind of chill in a corner by myself. Granted, my social battery is not very high for a typical person. But you can't go into situations like that being negative and you shouldn't refrain from doing things because you don't know people or you think it's going to be awkward. Like every situation and every event that you go to, it is what you make it out to be. So if you're like, oh, this is going to suck. I don't know anybody. It's going to be awkward. Well, that's exactly how it's going to go. But I went into the weekend like, I'm going to drive my pregnant friend down there. I'm going to hang out with her. I'm going to meet a bunch of people. And I made the best of the weekend and it was a good weekend. Was I really nervous because I did it? really know anybody yeah was I as big of a crackhead as I normally am no because I wasn't that comfortable in front of everybody (laughs) but that's the thing is you know you make it work you go into the situation with positivity and you don't want to be that asshole with a negative attitude that nobody likes because then people start not liking you because they already don't really know you and then you're just negative they're like why did you invite this person you know so I don't know that's my own personal rant on that (laughs) yeah I think it's it can be it's really hard when you're in that situation um especially like the profession thing because it's like 
if that's how they know each other, then that's what they're going to, you know, talk about a lot. It's like, oh, this person or like when you do this. And it's like, if you have no idea how to even like contribute to the conversation, like that makes it really hard. Yeah. Um, Well, and I I kind of was okay with just being a fly on the wall all weekend. Like you kind of said, because I didn't really have anything to contribute to teacher struggles, but it was cool to listen to. Yeah. Jess, anything before we go to the next topic? Jessica? I would agree with both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Fire. So now that we're hitting on this, I think this is important because I don't handle these situations well. Ooh, it's getting scared. Um, But have you ever distanced yourself from a friend because you didn't think that they were a good friend, but you didn't? do it correctly like you just went ghost you didn't say anything to them you just stopped talking to them I I have I have yeah I have yeah I would say so and we talk about things fizzling out okay I don't think that that's okay I've done it but I don't like agree with myself for doing it do you guys before I go on the other side of the coin I mean do you think that there's any justification to just stop talking to someone and not say anything or give them an explanation. I think so. I think I told my friends, and this is pretty toxic or whatever. Um, and I mean, I'm telling them, and this is like not about friendships. It's more about relationships. It's like, you know, I have a bunch of friends in the city that are like dating people. And mm-hmm. like, I'm in a relationship, but they're like, oh, like I went on a date, like four dates with this person. And then I had to send them this long text saying like, I don't think it's going to work out. And I'm like, just ghost them. Like they don't want to receive that message. Like, yeah, you don't want to send it. Like if, if it's like, it's really like, I think it depends on like how important that relationship is to you. Like if it was like a 10 year long friendship, then yeah, you should probably have the conversation. But if it was like, someone you see like every once in a while you like really don't talk to them a lot like I don't see the need of like having that conversation because it's awkward for both parties you know at the end of the day that's a good point especially if you see each other in person again because like you said nobody wants to receive a message like that and sending it I think is even harder yeah so see this is why I wanted you to talk first you gave me perspective to kind of yeah (laughs) Because that's a good point. Like, what what if you and, and let's take Sedalia. We grew up in a really small town. Let's say you text somebody like, hey, you're kind of an asshole. I don't really want to be your friend anymore. And then the next day you go to the state fair and you run into them and you're like, uh, uh, where if you didn't say anything, it could just be a cordial hello, maybe small talk and keep going. So honestly, I, I really understand your perspective and. I'm slightly changing my standpoint because I think you have a point. Yeah, I'm pro-ghost. Yeah. Like, I love a ghost. Pro-ghost. <laughs> pro-ghost. I like that. But I definitely agree with Annie. Like, I think it just depends. Like, and for me, the one time I did it, I do still kind of feel bad in a way because we were friends for, like, a very long time. Like, best friends for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um But there were also other things that I think led up to us not being friends anymore. And I wouldn't say like fully not friends. Like we still touch base here and there, but we definitely like aren't close like we were. Mm -hmm. Um, But my biggest reason was like I didn't agree with a lot of the things their partner was doing. And like 
doing around their family and stuff. So I didn't agree with it. So I kind of distanced myself because of that. Okay. See, I would say, okay, so this is where I agree with Annie and Jess, but then I disagree because I think if you are good friends, I don't know. It depends on how you want the dynamic to go after the conversation. There was a girl that we all went to high school with. She was in our friend group and she was one of the people in our friend group that I kind of sectored off and hung out with a decent amount. And right before we graduated high school, she just kept acting up, like just not being a good friend, being just lying about things, just not being a good person. And it got to the point where we were such good friends. I'm like, I don't want to be friends with someone who's being this mean and negative and hurtful towards people. So I had the conversation of like, hey, I really don't like the person you're being. Like, I kind of want to distance myself. And like Annie said, the, the interaction between me and her definitely changed. It was not the same. There was like a little bit of tension. And I will say at the end of the day, because you, you'll miss a friendship. Like there are friendships of people that I'm not friends with now. And, you know, we had good times. We had good memories. So it does suck. And I do find myself almost thinking like, maybe we shouldn't have like, or even gone about the conversation in a better way. Like not, Hey, you're kind of being a piece of shit. I don't want to be your friend. Maybe it should have been, I don't know. Do you think that you can salvage relationships like that? Like, do you think I'm in the right? Or do you think it should have been more of a conversation along the lines of, you know, I'm your friend. I love you. And you're acting terrible. I don't know. Like, do you think that that's a reason to? I mean, I think you off? handled it right. That's exactly probably how I would have handled it too. Because if I'm, if someone's my friend, but they're treating other people like shit and not being a good person, to me, like they're f they reflect me, and because I'm hanging out with them, and I fully believe in the saying, like you, you, you are who you hang out with. Mm -hmm. um those were that was like a hard lesson that I had to learn a few times growing up was like you can definitely get mixed up in the wrong crowd around people you shouldn't be hanging around and whether you meant to do something or not like you are a part of that like you are associated with whatever they're doing whether it's you know drugs drinking stealing like you are associated with that and in a small town like Sedalia like word gets around pretty quick yeah yeah. And that also, like, if that goes against what you believe in and your morals and you're not standing up for that, like, I think you would, I personally would need to take it like a deeper look at myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know, yeah. Annie. I think the only time that you, like, as far as like whether to like ghost a friendship or like talk about it, like, I think the only time you should talk about it is if you're trying to salvage the relationship, Um, you know, because it's, it's a friendship. It's not like your boyfriend or girlfriend that you've been dating and then like you just leave them with no explanation you know like um but yeah like if you try to talk it through and then like they can perceive that however they want to like if but if you're not okay with yeah like what Jess is saying like you will be associated with the people that you hang out with like you know like whether you like it or not whether you're doing the same things or not so if they're doing something that makes you uncomfortable and they refuse to change, then that's more important than your friendship. And I think it's completely fine to walk away from that friendship. And honestly, and I would just want to 
put this in there too, because I know people who they're in those situations and the reason why they keep salvaging it is because, oh, I've known this person for so long or, oh, we've been friends for so long. And it doesn't matter the timeline. If someone is not the same person you met and you started being friends with, because people change, people grow up and they're not the same person that you first met. And that's the thing is when you're in a friendship, I try to surround myself with people that make me become a better person. And if I'm friends with someone and they're growing into someone who's not a great person, like you guys said, it it's a reflection of yourself. You almost think like, am I a similar kind of person to them, you know, because we're always around each other, or at least people might think that we are. But that leads me into asking, do you think, you know, we talk about red flags for relationships. Do you think there are red flags within friendships that you could catch on to and be like, hmm? yeah, yeah, most definitely. 100%. I think like now what I look for is just like honesty mm-hmm. because it's really weird. Like people like to lie a lot and it's like now they like lie just about anything. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very weird to me especially in just like a friendship like a relationship I don't I don't really get lying in general but like relationship you have I guess more to lose especially if you've been with someone a long time but I don't know for me my biggest thing is like if I tell you something because you're my friend and I trust you then I would trust you don't go tell other people and so I would say like that's one of the biggest things is like trust and not even loyalty but just trust and like honesty because mm-hmm. to be honest i almost want to hit on two red flags because one kind of coming off jess with the whole like honesty thing i'm someone if you're my friend and you tell me something like let's say you come up to me and this is kind of extreme but you're like my boyfriend's like beating me up and you tell me that and i'm like girl like where he at like I'm like I will go toe to toe with for my friends any day I'll stand up for my friends like 120 percent if you tell me something I take what you said to me you know as the truth and I run with it because I'll always stand up for my friends but let's say you tell me that I, I get the police involved we're about to break down doors and then come to find out your boyfriend's like a great guy and you guys just got into a fight but you wanted to make this whole facade up that I think is a giant red flag because like I said I will trust and honesty is a big thing and I will do anything for my friends but if you lie to me and you make me look like a dipshit then I'm like well like I don't really know what to do from this point and then my second one I think the way people like okay so if you're friends with someone the way they treat their other friends speaks volumes yeah. And I have a kind of funny story to kind of follow this. So there was a girl I was friends with like all throughout college. And I shake my head at myself because there were so many red flags. But I think this was the biggest red flag I kick myself for not acknowledging. So I was friends with girls I worked with and there was four of us. And this one girl with all the red flags, I'm not kidding. She is a psychopath, a certified psychopath. And I say this because... Oh, so you guys aren't friends anymore? Oh, my God. Did you guys guys text about it? (laughs) I got her approval. We're keeping the name hidden, but I'm not kidding. You you got her approval? You asked her about this? Or I will, because I know who you're talking about. Wait, she's like a teacher. We can't can't be ruining anybody's career out here. Text me. Text me. 
I, I, I see the name. Just I will. <laughs> but okay, so that's the thing is this girl. We worked together. So like I said, I was around her all the time. We were kind of friends because we worked together. We liked hanging out with each other. Is she the and- one that shoved me out of the bar? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she didn't treat I me very nicely. To be honest, I that's knew. when I should have pulled the plug is when she shoved Annie out of the bar. I should have been like, you don't touch. Oh, wait. I- okay. I- There's two all stories right, It was kind of rightfully I was that. about to say, okay, I love you, Annie, but you kind of deserved that but one. But that was the you funniest situation. Like, not cool. So I worked two <laughs> jobs in college. I worked at a restaurant during like evening hours, and then I would go to a bar and I would shot girl. And it was New Year's Eve, and Annie and Jess, like all my high school friends were there, but I didn't get there till like midnight because I didn't get off my other job till late. And so I get to work, and this girl, what should we, Karen, we're going to call this girl Karen, okay, because that's probably the <laughs> best thing. So I get to work, and Karen is fuming. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, this stupid bitch, like, knocked over my tray, like, ranting about this girl. And, like, normally people do kind of fuck with us as shot girls, so I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck that bitch, like, you know, like, gang yeah, up. She sucked. <laughs> Come to find out, she was talking about Annie. I guess Annie like, <laughs> tried to steal a shot off her tray or something, and I, like... Okay, no, I did steal a shot off her tray, and I took it, and everything would have been fine. And then she grabbed me and started yelling at me, and then I shrugged my shoulder, because I was like, why are you touching me? And then she proceeded to drop her entire tray of trays. And then I got shoved out of the bar then annie got kicked I, out of the bar yeah i, I can second that is exactly what happened annie did <laughs> proceed to get shoved out of the bar after but didn't you okay but didn't we sneak you back in like didn't you get back into the bar oh bro yeah she opened the door and just ran in there because one of the door guys is like this girl just opened one of the random doors and bolted in there like we didn't even see her yeah, like, you were home. gone, and then you were just randomly right behind us, like, five minutes later. Like, you got shoved out of the bar, and then you were behind us. Mm, that might have been a different night. Because um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I went home because I got scared. Because, like, is this going to ruin my career? Well, Because we were 21, and I was, like, about to start, like, you know, school again. And I was like, I'm not like gonna ruin my future (laughs) yeah so i was like i'm gonna go home (laughs) be like a good kid minor sneaking into the bar what a good time that was not us not us (laughs) so but that was the thing so that was that should have been the first red flag but so karen me and these two (laughs) other girls were in a friend group because we all worked at this place together at the bar and what happened was was one of our friends in that group sold you know how like you go through your closet there's things you don't need and you sell it online or like on instagram so one of our friends in the group was doing that and she had sold a purse or was selling a purse to someone that karen didn't like okay just think let that sink in she sold a purse to someone she didn't like and we were all really good friends this wasn't just like acquaintances karen berated her exiled her every bad word you can call someone called this girl that unfriended her started talking mad shit on her i mean i'm not kidding i have never seen a friend flip on someone so quickly 
literally was like, fuck her. Like, I'm not her friend. She's a terrible person because she sold a purse to someone that she didn't like. What did the third party do? Like, murder her sister or something? Nothing. Like, why like, would was, you ever be that mad at someone? It was like boy drama. It was like she kissed her ex or something. Like, it oh, was as yeah. stupid as Get that. Get that purse out of here. And that's the Dude, thing. She like, sounds like she needs a knuckle Sammy. <laughs> no drip for you. Literally. But that was the thing was that should have been the first red flag because as that was going on, I was in a weird spot because she's like, oh, fuck this bitch. Well, that bitch is still my friend. She didn't sell a purse to someone I didn't like. I still like her. But that was like the weird part of it was like, it's like, do I stop liking her because this other girl doesn't like her and she's my friend? Which I didn't do because, and I even had the conversation with Karen. I'm like, look, that's my friend. She didn't do anything to me. Like, you can be mad at her. But that should have been my red flag. Like, if this girl is really going to MF one of our friends because she did something so minuscule, like, what would she do to me if I did something? Which I fucked around and found out. So we learn our lessons. But... That should have been the first indicator. And like I said, the way people you hang out and how they treat other people, their family, their friends, speaks volumes on the person they are. And if you see them not treating someone that they supposedly care about very well, you can't expect them to not treat you the same way. Dude, being that upset about a boy is crazy. Dude, that's why we're not friends now. Crazy. Me and that Did girl, you... we're not friends because of, yeah, literally, a, a boy. Oh, really? My, my current boyfriend of three years, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. I think you did tell me about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was about to say, Frank, you have to know about that. Because that was a that was when we lived together. And I was ready to go to jail over yeah. Alex. Well, that, that down bad about a man? Dude, no, Crazy. I'm not kidding. And before it happened, yeah. too, I, I remember going up to Jessica. So the, just pretense. So my boyfriend now, like I said, we've been dating for like three years. So jokes on her. I found my soulmate and you wanted to unfriend <laughs> me because of it. But um, she had like hung out with my the guy who I'm with now. They had like before we dated, before we even like talked, they had hung out like a few times. Never dated. They didn't even date. Never did like nothing. Never dated. Never did anything. And so, like, you think it ends cool. They're friends, no animosity. Well, me and this guy weren't even dating yet. And she thought we were hanging out. And that's when it started. She and I even told Jessica because me and him were hanging out as friends because I like going to the gym. He goes to the gym. It started as us like going to the gym together because people do i don't know i do that i have guys that are friends (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for it (laughs) we had been going to the gym together and i knew how karen would be so i didn't say anything because like i said it's not like there was any romantic feelings so actually i am telling the story because this is some psycho ass shit so when we started hanging out and i i told jessica i'm like i feel like this is this is going to bite me in the ass. I'm like, be prepared for some shit to hit the fan. So she found out I was hanging out with him because we were in his hometown going to the gym. And uh, like a month prior, our friend group went to Kansas City and we shared locations with all of us in case we got kidnapped or something. So I'm on the treadmill walking and she texts me like, hey, what are you doing? I didn't reply. And then she texts me again. She's like, why are you in Odessa? Because she knows where he's from. And I'm like, shit. So I'm like, okay, I'm working out. We're going to act like we didn't see it. Two minutes later, this bitch calls me. 
And she's like, why are you in Odessa? And I'm like, I'm literally at the gym. She's like, with who? I'm like, with my, okay, Garrett. And she just starts going off. She's like, people have been telling me you guys have been sleeping together, just like going off, which I knew none of this wasn't, none of it was true. So I'm like, dude, we're friends. Like, if I wanted to have a romantic relationship with him, knowing that you've hung out with him, I would have said something. Well, she just kept talking shit on me when she had no reason to. So then I was like, you know what? If you want to do that, then I'll fuck around and date him since you already think we are. So that's like the long story short version of it. But that was like one of my like really good friends growing up. And like I always think to myself, if I was in her situation, one, I wouldn't even fucking care to begin with. But I just, yeah, that's really how that fizzled, to be quite honest. I don't know. It Now that I tell you that, Annie, since this is, like, probably the first time you're hearing it, you think, think I'm I in the wrong or it. you think I should have done that better? I don't think you're in the wrong at all. Okay. I think she's crazy. But, okay. I mean, I guess, like, because it's not even like you guys were in high school. Like, we were grown women. supposed to be, like, over the, like, uh, yeah, like the, you know, I don't know. Like, it, 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 they didn't date. It's, like, one thing if it was, like, he was my childhood boyfriend and like love I loved life. him and you know like that's all right like okay mm-hmm. yeah I get that I guess but then it's like just some dude you talk to like what do you have to ask you like did you have you ever spoken to this man yeah. like is it okay if I talk to him like is I think a- he's touched you once is it okay <laughs> if I speak to him no okay fine I'll just go <laughs> I'll move away that's fine uh <laughs> One thing, one, one thing in that story though, that is like the whole find find my friends thing. That's like another thing is like it sh- kind of shows you like who your close friends are because like one of my good friends, she has like every fucking person on her find her friends, and then if she's doing anything that she doesn't want everyone to know about, she turns her location off, and it's like you shouldn't. If, like, they're your friend and they can find you, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be embarrassed about where you're at. Like, you're not, like, doing anything bad, you know? Yeah. Um. And I was like, you got to delete the haters off your find your friends. Like, because those aren't your friends, yeah. you know? But well, I, And that's a good point. Like, if I was doing something sneaky. My mom. Hmm? I just got to the point where I just started sharing locations, my location with my mom. Dude. <laughs> I have my mom too, but I don't think she knows how to check where I'm at. I don't think my mom does either. It's like I don't do anything. Like I literally go home and I go to work. So it's like if you want to see it, like go for it. I don't do anything. Dude, it was so cute. Whenever I graduated uh, high school, because I think I was in college at this point, my mom, like, because I had her on Snapchat, like, you know, Eunice is very hip, but I had her blocked for my story because like I didn't want her to see it you know what I was actually doing on the weekends and she like texted me and she's like you don't live at home anymore like you're not gonna be in trouble like can you just unblock me so I can see what you're doing I love <laughs> Eunice shout out Eunice love you miss Eunice you is precious. Great. I, I was like <laughs> I'll just block you on the weekends <laughs> Ah, I love her. I miss you. She's amazing. (laughs) All right. So going on to kind of the next, this is really like the last, like on the negative side that I want to hit on. But 
what about like one-sided friendships too? Because that was another thing I just wanted to touch on because I am someone and my parents get at me at this a lot. I am a big component of I give you a certain energy. If I don't get it back, then I kind of distance myself. And that's why a lot of friendships fizzle is because if I don't get the same energy I'm receiving, or at least there's not like that understanding of it. Because that's the thing. I don't I don't have time for a one-sided friendship. If you're not going to... And I preface it with this. It's the kind of friendship where if they are having a bad day and they come to you and you're that person they talk to, but if you're having a bad day, they don't even like, you don't hear anything from them. Like they don't even give you the time of day. That's more of kind of what I'm talking about with like one-sided is you're a good friend to them, but they don't reciprocate that good friend energy to you. And I, and that's why I wanted to explain that more because we talk about how we're all busy and some people might not perceive that as being good friends I do but <laughs> that's the thing like we said if we needed each other at the end of the end of the day we'd be there but if someone is not going to be there when I need them then I learn to just kind of go ghost mode and then go about my day yeah I think that's fine I mean it's like a friendship's a relationship it takes two people so if it's just like you wouldn't date a, like someone if they're never talking to you or like yeah. you know investing you know anything in you so why would you have a friendship if it was the same way no exactly do you think you should talk to somebody before you ghost them if it's like being one-sided do you think it's worth a conversation or no maybe personally no i i wouldn't but it like that doesn't mean it's just like you shouldn't yeah i mean i wouldn't either just because like if they can't even acknowledge you like as a friend then like what's the point in having that conversation because they're not even doing like the basics so like yeah. you're basically having that conversation to tell them hey like I need more from you but they're not even giving you the basics they're not going to give you more I don't feel like you think someone could innocently do it though because I don't know me being me I can kind of be oblivious but I'd like to think that when it comes to my friends I pay more attention but just being devil's advocate, do you think people just aren't aware of it and that's why they are? That's why I almost think maybe it warrants a conversation, but I don't know. Like, do you think if you have a friend, you would really be like oblivious to what's going on or their feelings or if they needed you? I think well, it depends on the length of the friendship, too. Like, like if you with you guys, like if you randomly just started like you know, if I reached out to you and you randomly, like, not answering me, like, that would would make me concerned and make me want to have a conversation with you, like, mm -hmm. what's going on. But I don't know. I think for some of, like, my old friends, no. Like, I don't think a conversation is going to change much, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like if I'm putting in all this effort and then – you're not reciprocating it so I stop and then you are never like hey then it's like okay well then it doesn't matter to either parties you know like yeah, exactly they could reach out if then they wanted to talk and you also don't have to just because like you don't talk doesn't mean you have to be like on a bad like leave on a bad note where if you see them you couldn't like talk to them yeah so that leads me into how do we feel about flaky friends? And I say that because I know I'm a flaky friend. <laughs> but before I enter, I don't know. What are your thoughts on flaky friends? 
I can be, be a honest friend too. Like I don't want to like throw the bullets because it's like then you you you're gonna take them at some point, right? Mm-hmm. If you're just like constantly shooting them out. I think there's like a if like you're literally never there, then that's like a different story. But yeah, yeah, I'd have know. to agree. I think I don't know. Sometimes I'm very weird about like hanging out in groups. I'm not a big fan of like big groups of people. So like if there is something going on with a big group of people like I want to know who is going and then like sometimes like I will just wake up like a day and I just like I don't have it in me like the day we're supposed to hang out we made all these plans like I just woke up and mentally like I am not in a good space and for me like I would rather skip out and not be like the one Debbie Downer there and not having a good time versus like not being there and letting everyone else have a good time yeah And I think this is going to trickle into like just talking about mental health with friends because I will even agree. I think the reason why I am flaky majority of the time is either A, I'm just mentally exhausted. I don't have a social battery and it comes to time to hang out and I'm like, I just want to chill at home and not be around a person. And it just even like just said, being anxious. If I know I'm going to be with a group of people or just in a situation, me being a control freak that I am, that I can't really control, I might not know a ton of people, I'll get anxious and I'll think myself out of wanting to even go. So that happens to me a lot. So, you know, if you, and that's the thing, I feel like we don't have, we're the flaky friends of the group. Because I know like <laughs> Tori Webb hates because of Webb. this. And I know that we all have done it. To, you know, we are yeah. the flaky friends. But this is me saying if someone flakes on you friendship wise, if they're doing it like all the time, if they're really your friend, instead of just distancing yourself, I think it does more in a conversation of like, hey, are you good? You know, like we've made plans. It doesn't really see, you know, because that's the thing. At the end of the day, I think that could be triggered by just mental. Like I said, someone wanting to mentally decompress or someone being anxious, you know, just something going on in their own life. So if it is a friend of yours, I do think you should just be like, hey, are you good? Like, I just want to check in. Um, But yeah, it's it, don't take it personally, you know, but if it does happen a lot, they're not really a good friend of yours. I mean, heck maybe they just don't want to be friends but if it's someone that you consider a good friend have the conversation because they could be like yeah I'm just kind of anxious or I've been really busy and then you get more of an understanding so you don't take it personally like oh they don't want to hang out with me yeah I also think though as the flaky friend you need to at least communicate like um hey like I'm just not feeling good today it doesn't have to be like I'm going through this this and this like it's just like hey I'm just like mentally not great today like I'm gonna stay home and then you've at least like you don't have to over explain yourself but if you just let them know what's going on then they're like okay like that totally makes sense if they're not cool with that then I don't think that's a friend um but just like you know it takes five seconds shoot a text and then you know I don't I don't see why either party should be like upset about it. I agree. Yeah, so, I definitely think what well, me and you got along so well, Alex, and like got through some of that because you yeah. were very like open with me, especially like living together. Cause there was definitely like day periods where you were just like not like mentally in it those days. And yeah. you would just spend like three, four days in your room and with the door shut. And it was just like, but we had that, like you let me know. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, I didn't think I did something to like piss you off or like, you're not happy with me or something, you know, yeah. you were very open with our communication, which I definitely think helped. And that's why communication is just, and it sounds just so cliche, but communication really is key because when my grandfather died, it was when me and just lived together and it literally happened like the week of my birthday too. Like it was just, it wasn't great, you know, I mean granted we're getting older but you know you're trying to you know you think of your birthday as like a positive week and then something like that happens in that positive week you're like well you know like f all this you know because losing someone is hard and that happened when I was living with Jess like she said I kind of isolated myself and she even had times where she had isolate herself but we always knew what was going on. And it, like Annie said too, it wasn't like, oh, just this in-depth detail discussion of what's going on. It was, hey, my grandpa died or hey, work's really wearing on me. And that's the thing, just that little bit of communication because we all go through our own different levels of shit. If you just let them know that you're dealing with a level of shit, then they're like, okay, I got you. I understand. And like Annie said, if they don't understand you or they're not, supportive maybe they're really not that good of a friend so do you guys and this is actually kind of a good question with us being a friend group that's always joking around and being sarcastic and honestly roasting each other a lot do you guys feel comfortable talking about your mental health in terms of depression like your lows with our group of friends or is that something that you guys like dealing with independently and you don't want to bother us about like what's your take on talking about your mental health with our friend group Mm, I wouldn't it's like when I was younger like I probably would not have done it um the older I've gotten like the more comfortable with it I've gotten I would feel more comfortable doing it but I don't know if I would necessarily like do it if that makes sense like if it like if I was really need to talk to someone I would talk to you guys but I wouldn't just like bring it up for no reason yeah 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 I I feel the same way like if I was really really struggling or I was almost scared for myself like I would definitely reach out to you guys but like if I'm just having a bad few days where I know like I'm just in a funk like i I might tell you, but, like, I'm not really, like, expecting anything in return from you guys. Like, advice or, like, hey, I'm here. Like, I know you guys would be here for me at the end of the day, so. Yeah. But I am way more comfortable talking about it. I think I agree with Annie. Like, back in high school, I don't think for any of us, like, mental health was that important of a subject. And I don't think a lot of people talked about it. Um for me, like, it really didn't become important until we had um, Alex and Devin and then Riley, um, you know, kill themselves with suicide. And that it was like a month, you know, it was back to back to back. I, I don't think for me, like, it really became a thing until then. And then it was like, wow, like, this is a much bigger issue than people realize. Exactly. Which, to be honest, and please don't take offense to this at all, but if I'm being 100% transparent, even at my lowest points, I would have a really hard time talking to you guys or just letting you know for the pure fact of, one, I'm kind of an awkward person. So, you know, if someone came to me telling me all this stuff, like, 
I always want someone to come to me, but I'm a good listener, you know, and I would feel like I would have to say something to my friend if they came to me. So I, I say this because I would never want to put you guys in a spot because I know you guys are so busy. So I take it from the perspective as you guys are so busy. I don't want to bother you with my burdens because I know how busy you are so I can handle this on my own. And I know that's not the appropriate way to think or handle that, but I think a lot of people, like I said, they think the people in their lives have too much going on. You know, they have problems of their own. They don't want to add to the problems they have going on. So that would more so kind of be why I wouldn't be so open about it is because, like I said, I know you guys are hustling. I know you guys have your bad days. And I don't want to add more negative thought of like, oh, I wonder if Alex is okay in the mix of all the craziness you have going on. So, yeah, I just throw that in there because I feel like a lot of people in this world refrain from talking about their mental health because they don't want to be a burden to other people. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. You you want to go, Frank? No, you got it. I, Alex, I love you to death, but I think that's absolute bullshit. Because I would rather listen to your complaints every single day for the rest of my life than not have you in my life. Like I, and I mean that like with you and I mean that for like everyone listening as well. Like I know like your true friends would, would say the same thing. Like I would listen to your guys' burdens every single day and your burdens to me, like, since you guys are my true friends, are not, like, you're not adding more to my plate. Like, you're not becoming more of a burden. Like, again, like, I will listen to your burdens and your complaints and your sadness every single day if that just means that I still get to talk to you every day. You know, like, anytime. And I and I hope other people feel that way for anybody who's struggling. Like, there is someone out there, even if it's one person that cares about you and does not like it would be worse for you to be gone than just to listen to what you think are your burdens and that you're adding to someone else's life well it makes me think of annie i'm gonna let you go but i heard a ufc fighter his uh i can't remember what his name there's a ufc fighter that's coming up and before one of his major fights one of his close friends committed suicide that's the baddie wait who is it patty pimlet Yes. Okay. That. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly who it is. And he made the comment. He's like, I would rather have my friend cry on my shoulder than having to carry his casket on my shoulder. And yep. I think that is a amazing statement. And it's extremely true. And I think everyone feels that same way about their friends as they would rather have them crying on their shoulder versus any other, any other alternative. Well, and for you, Alex, like flip it, like put it, you know, reverse it. Like imagine if like me or Annie said that to you just now, like, would you rather us just not come to you and something happened to us and then be like, well, it's because I didn't want to burden you, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. And I also think though, this is kind of like a different alley of that is like, as long as you have like someone to talk to, like, cause I know that it like can be uncomfortable and like, you don't want to just like constantly, like, cause like knowing, like if I'm, if I'm really anxious about something or if I've had a really bad day, like I don't, or like if, you know, something happened and I might not want to tell like five people, you know, the same, you know, the, what happened, but if I can tell one person, I'll feel so much better. And 
yeah, it's like if you don't have someone to talk to, like, then we're always here. Like, if I needed someone to talk to and, like, you know, usually I'll just talk to Zach. But, like, say he wasn't there and I couldn't talk to him, I would call you guys, like, 100%, you know? So, it's, like, just knowing that, like, if I needed you guys, that you guys were there, like, that makes a huge difference. Well, mm-hmm. and I, I even made the point of, like I said, is, like, almost finding the right words to say. But I want to make this known that when you have someone talking to you about something like that you don't have to say anything because nine times out of ten the person coming to you struggling just wants to be heard they just want someone to listen to them you know you don't and actually Jess I think you're the one who told me this which this isn't I mean this could be mental health but with mental health with problems just so you're giving someone the response they're looking for before they talk to you be like do you want me to listen or do you want um what is it do you want so yeah me actually me and my girlfriend we do this like when we either get into arguments or even have like a conversation or like if we have a bad day like before like she'll tell me something because like for me like I'm a fixer like if something's wrong I want I'm gonna help you fix it like what do you need from me I'm gonna help you fix it mm-hmm. but she's not always wanting someone to fix it like sometimes so like when we that happens I'll always ask and it has saved us like so say, many say the statement because I couldn't remember it fully I want people to it's, know what it it's, is do do you want a solution or do you want me to listen yeah and so before like anything and like you said like I I swear it has saved us so many arguments because half the time she just wants me to sit and listen. She doesn't want a solution. She just wants to be heard. Well, and I and think so that's, that's important though, because people like if they just want you to listen and you're giving them solutions, people retract. You start telling them things are like shit. Like they almost yeah. stop talking because of it. So that's why I say that's really important. Because when something someone's confiding in you in that way, you have to be. I, very delicate with the situation to be honest and then I also want to just intervene and say that I don't know why I said it and say intervene I didn't intervene anything it's been <laughs> intervene, <laughs> intervene myself um, <laughs> it's late um, but you know a lot of people get very touchy about the word suicide talking about suicide is not gonna put the idea in their head it's not gonna be the first time they've heard it I'm not kidding. If someone's struggling, they want solutions and I need to be like, are you contemplating suicide? That is not a bad question to, to ask. Because like I said, if this if the conversation gets to that point and you can ask that, that's important because you know the wavelength they're on. You know how severe the issues they're dealing with are. So, you know, if you know that, I say that's important because maybe two days later, you just text them and be like, hey, have a kick-ass day. And that one text could just put a positive energy into their day so if you are ever needing to have that conversation and you don't think you should say the word suicide or you teeter around it there's no issue in doing that there's a lot of research to back that to be honest so yeah just throwing it out there I also think um as far as like giving people solutions and advice and things that they're going through if you haven't actually been through what they're telling you about you really I think you should try to refrain from giving advice and I know like as a friend like that's something that's like really common it's like oh you should do this or like try this but if if you don't know how they feel or like what they're going through like you could 
be saying like, well, then you should just do this. And they're like, you have no idea what that means or like how that would feel, you know? So I feel like, yeah, like a lot of times just listening and just, you know, being there is like the best thing you can do because sometimes advice is just way worse than. Well, and then people don't want to talk. Well, I don't want to say they don't want to talk, but people refrain from talking to others because they don't think they're going to feel be understood. And that's why listening so important is because there's no opportunity for them to feel misunderstood if you're just listening. Because like I said, people, when they're going through something, they want to talk to somebody who knows what they're going through. And it is nice to have that in your life, but I will say it's very hard to find people that go through similar things you do unless you're in an, in an allocated group or one big thing happens to all of you. So listening is so important. And honestly, if you approach a conversation like that, I would, I would take the listening route and not mess with giving solutions unless they ask you for help or guidance. Because like I said, a majority of the time people just want you to listen. Yeah. Cause even like through this conversation, you know, that we're having right now, like, I'm hearing you say things and as you're saying them, I'm thinking of a response in my mind. And then when I'm thinking of something that takes away from me listening to what you're saying, yep. you know, so you can miss a lot if you're trying to think of something to say back to them. Yeah. Well, and that's why, and I think that's just where miscommunication and a lot of negativity, negativity can come from. Because like you said, it's almost even like in arguments. I talk to my sister about it all the time. We'll be going back and forth about something and she doesn't understand what I'm saying because she's so, she's not listening to me. She's more focused on what she's going to say back to me versus listening to what's going on. And the whole conversation goes astray. So yeah, honestly, a super valid point. But to be honest, that's Valid. that is all I have for us today. I, I don't know if you guys okay. I always like to ask a question to end it. If there is something you could have done, like past Annie, past Jess, if you could look to your younger self and give yourself advice on how to be a better friend, and we're all good friends. I think you guys are immaculate friends. But if you could give yourself guidance on how to be a better friend to the people around you, what would you tell yourself? Jess, I'm making you go first since Annie introduced you. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Honestly, like I would say just like listening and being more present, like for my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think back in like high school, it was a lot of me expecting them to reach out and like make the plans and like make the effort. And now, like, looking back, I definitely think I lost some, like, what could have been some really good friends if I would have put in some more effort. Um, And just, like, more acknowledgement that, like, hey, you're, like, a really good friend. Like, I enjoy you. Like, I enjoy your company. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more effort on my end there. Yeah. Annie? Yeah. um, Especially the younger Annie. I mean, it's kind of like the whole how our friendship started, like, meet people that are different from you that you know are coming from different backgrounds like a lot of my college friends come from super diverse backgrounds and it's been really cool because you get to learn a lot about their experiences and experience new things and like don't just hate on someone because 
your friends hate on them, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Lesson um, learned. Oh, and, I love and it. And learn, and also, like, just learn. I mean, I wasn't a very good friend a lot of time in high school, and it's like, you can become a better friend as you grow up. Like, you know, learn from your mistakes, as corny yeah. as that sounds. But it's true. I mean, I've been, I will be the first to admit, I have not always been a great friend. I've been a really shitty friend to some people, but you know, we we're humans. We're not perfect. We live and we learn. And that's the important thing is don't be so hard up on someone if they make a mistake. And I think that's probably what I'd tell myself is I was so hard on people and I was so easy to shut people out and have no explanation where I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect friend. People are learning and people are growing just like I am. And you have to give people the same grace that you have to give yourself. Because like I said, if it's a repetitive thing, then that's just who they are. But if it happens once, you have an honest conversation about it, people learn. It makes your friendship stronger. I mean, that's the thing is to be friends with people, you have to go through. I mean, like we said, we've been friends since junior year of high school. Or around that kind of time frame. And that's the thing is, I mean, there's a lot that gets put into a friendship to really build a good foundation to the point where you can just call each other randomly and be like, hey, what's up? But it can't get to that level if you're so quick to cut people off because of little things that happen or, you know, you don't communicate. So maybe you misinterpret something, you know, communication's key and you can't just be so fast to cut people off, you know. But. Oh, I'm so glad I could have you guys on here. You guys did so well, too. I thought we were going to get derailed <laughs> on conversation a lot more than we did. But thank you guys so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to have two of my besties talk about friendships and mental health. I think we went over a lot of really important things, but I do want to end it with um, there is a resource that I'm trying to advocate more for. It's called Better Health. If you're struggling, if you don't want to physically go to a therapist, if you can't physically go to a therapist, if money's even an issue, if you go to the site BetterHelp, it's an online service. They take insurance. It's not that expensive either, but you can actually kind of match yourself with an online therapist that's best for you. And this is why my two friends are just busting up laughing. This is this was the worry. Dude, did you steal this from Crime Junkies? Because this is like every commercial break that they have. They're like, better help. That's better H-E-L-P dot com. Don't ruin her sponsor. She's well, being you know, sponsored. To are you getting that. paid for this? Can I get <laughs> better help sponsor me? I talk about I you all did, the time. I just said their tagline. And and we're back. Cut. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to sponsor myself. Make sure you follow me on Mental Mixology, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Uh, we're working on a YouTube channel uh, that's slowly coming up. Uh, also, you can listen to all episodes on www.mentalmixology.org. And on the website, too, there is a tab for mental health resources that is specialized and kind of divvied up into categories so check that out if you're ever looking for mental health resources to help you or anyone that you know when they are struggling or in a bad spot but thanks Annie and Jess it was great and hopefully we'll get you guys back on here again everyone follow thanks my for Facebook. having us <laughs> I post every two years <laughs>